Okay. I think we've nearly finished the offering. You're meant to laugh, Marlon, when I crack a joke, not just, not, not just when I start. Okay, if I can have your attention. Just uh, before I begin, uh, Les Leslie and I are off this week to Sam Amara's church in Lagos in Nigeria. We're, we're going to be at a conference there. Um, I'm speaking on Thursday morning and Friday morning. Leslie is hopefully speaking on Saturday morning, and then I'm preaching on Sunday. And then Monday and Tuesday, following week, um, we're spending two days with the leaders and wives of the New Frontiers family of churches, which we're part of in uh, the churches from Nigeria, Sierra Leone, and Liberia. And that will be a time of prayer and fasting, and just catching up and asking questions and talking. So we would really value your prayers for that. Um, actually, it was only on the way here I realised I quite value your prayers because I was expecting my visa to arrive Friday or Saturday and it hasn't come yet. I hadn't thought about that until I was coming here. So if you pray the visa arrives on Monday, that would be good. Um, and uh, then we fly out later in the week. So that's that. Also, um, tonight we have an elders meeting. And then Tuesday evening we have another elders meeting. I won't be at that one. Um, but just at a moment in City Hope, we are turning a huge corner. And we're going from a church that has been based largely in one locality to a church that is based in three localities, one church, but three localities. And we just need tremendous wisdom and help from God to make sure we do this right and to do it well and to do it in a way that imparts life and the spirit to us as a church. So I'll just... I think all of us as elders would really appreciate your prayers for um, our elders' meetings over the next few months. And as I say, we've got one this evening, one on Tuesday, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Les and I are in Nigeria. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you that no matter where we are, we, you are with us. We thank you that you, your heart for us is to be successful. Your heart for us is to be fruitful. And that brings great glory to you. And so I ask that you will help City Hope to be an increasingly fruitful church in changing the world in which it lives by bringing the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ to our friends, our neighbours, our family, our work colleagues. Come and help us, Father, we pray. And as we look at your word now, Lord, come and bring freedom and release to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, <coughs> I'm going to read from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This is a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to a church that he considered himself a father of, and it was a church that had a lot of problems. Um, and in his letter, he deals with certain subjects um, at a different, different points during the letter. And uh, he's just about to start on spiritual gifts. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. 
There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in, them, in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Now last week, Men Wendy Mann, for those who were here, um, spoke about unity, and <coughs> among other things, and I suggest if you can listen to it on the website, it is well worth it. But she said in it that unity is not necessarily about all being the same or all being in agreement. And uh, we're going to follow that theme through today because true unity is about being different but working together. You see, to make a cake, you've got to have lots of different ingredients. If you try making a cake with just egg, you create an omelette. <laughs> it's true. You need lots of different ingredients to make that. Here's one I prepared earlier, I'd love. <laughs> See, a jigsaw, the whole point of a jigsaw is all the pieces are different. And it's the difference that makes up the picture. These are all parts of a car, in fact, the steering parts of a car. And they're all different. In fact, a car has loads and loads of different pieces. But it's the differences that make the car. It's all the different books in a library that make a library. If it was just one book, it wouldn't be a library. It'd be a shop that wasn't selling very well. And church is similar. It's not about being the same, it's about being different. And the differences are what make the whole thing work. And it's one of the reasons that we should be and are a great church to come to. Because for a church of our size, we have so many differences. We have different nationalities, we have different histories, we have different academic backgrounds, we have different ages. We have multiple differences. And so we should be one of the greatest churches in the world. That's what we should be aiming for. Because we've got all the differences. We've got all the ingredients. And it's the differences that make it work. See, sometimes in worship, when we're all together, I look around. Now, it's not to check who's here. It's because I love watching people worship. See, when God was giving out gifts, <coughs> he decided that creativity would not be one he gave to me. When I was 14, we had to make a decision about certain lessons. And I walked into my art class, and we all sat down, and the art teacher went round the room. And he said, you know, looking forward to you next year, looking forward to you next year. He came to me and he said, I won't be seeing you next year, will I, Mr. Nunn? I hope. <laughs> he, now, to be fair to him, he had not seen my skill at painting by numbers. <coughs> and he was absolutely right. And um, when I worship, I can kneel. So I have a number of poses, basically. I'm like this, like this, like this, like this, like this. And like this. <laughs> that's my worship. <laughs> and that's great for me. 
It's great for me. But last week, I might end up embarrassing people here, last week I'm looking around the room and over in the far corner there's Amanda and she's dancing really beautifully. She's here. Thankfully she can't hit me. She's just over there and she's just dancing away and I think that is really good. Now I do not want to do that. I don't like dancing. I can't feel music, I can't wave my hands beautifully, move my feet and everything together. I can't do it, but it's beautiful to watch. And then most, day, most Sundays, you have over here the Pied Piper of City Hope. <laughs> with all her flags. <laughs> and you do... <laughs> you, do, 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 you do just wonder sometimes whether one day she'll just wave away and walk out the door and all, the, all your children will be gone. <laughs> and then there's band playing all their different instruments. I mean, basically, for all their hard work, I still sing the same tune to virtually every song. <laughs> but it's all the differences that make it work. It's the differences. Now, later on, Paul will say the same about the body. It's all the different parts of the body that make it work. And that is true for us. In 1 Corinthians 12, Paul is going to <coughs> talk about some differences. But he starts off with this. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now, what Paul is doing here, he is making a distinction. Because he's going to talk about spiritual gifts. And spiritual gifts <coughs> are the gifts that God gives to us supernaturally by his Holy Spirit, which we do not have naturally. Now, some of them, it's our natural gifts and he adds to them and brings them alive in the spirit. And some of them are going to be just pure and simple spiritual gifts. But he's going to make a distinction. He's going to say, you Corinthians, you come from a certain culture. Now Corinth was in southern Greece. And it was well known for having a lot of cults. Um, it was well known for having a lot of temples to foreign gods. And they were used to people having spiritual gifts. They were used to people going into trances, having visions. They were used to people using, in our, in our modern day, things like Ouija board, tarot card, reading our stars in the paper, having our hands read, stuff like that. They were used to all of that. And Paul is saying, that lot is dumb idols. It's not real. It's not true. It is inspired by the enemy of God, Satan. And those things are wrong and evil and useless. And he says this, but when you came to Christ, you used to be like this. But when you came to Christ, you realised that you needed a saviour. You needed someone to help you out of this. You needed to receive forgiveness. You needed help to know the true and living God. And when you cried out to God, God, forgive me. I trust you, Jesus. Your cross, your cross has taken all my sin and your cross has enabled me to come alive. And you've poured in the Holy Spirit into my life. Now I am alive. Now God is going to give us 
new spiritual gifts. But they're not in the old way. These are in the new way. They're full of grace, full of love. They bring life. They bring energy. They bring vitality. They bring encouragement and strength to people. So Paul is saying, you knew all about that. That's dead and gone. In Christ, you're a new person and you have new spiritual gifts. And that's what those verses are all about, basically. (coughs) So he goes on. So there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit who distributes them. And it is the Holy Spirit that gives these gifts. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. (coughs) And what Paul does there very quickly is just to say, look, these spiritual gifts come from God. The Spirit distributes them, the Lord Lord Jesus is involved in them, and it's God who works in them. This is all about God. So, (coughs) he then goes on to talk about what the gifts are. Primarily, today is not going to be about the spiritual gifts. What I want you, what I want to come out of today is for you to feel more part of City Hope because God has gifted you for City Hope than when you, ca- when you came in. And if you feel less a part of City Hope when you go out, come and let me pray for you because I wouldn't have done my job. Okay? I want you to feel more a part because you are able to say, my differences make me a part of the whole. And it's what makes me different that adds to City Hope. So very quickly, (coughs) the gifts, wisdom. That's really, wisdom is the practical knowledge of knowing how to live. That's what wisdom is. It's knowing how to live and make the most of it. Knowledge is a debatable one. <laughs> it's, it's a supernatural knowledge, but it comes in all sorts of different ways. The first time I really used this gift, I had my head, um, lift up a manhole cover, and I had my head down a drain. And I was just looking, because no one else would do it. And uh, as I was down the drain, which was clearly blocked, I was meant to do something, and I had no idea what. So in those circumstances, I do tend to do one thing. I said, God, what am I doing here? (laughs) And he said to me, what you're doing here is listening to me, who's telling you to tell so-and-so, go out the front door, there's a manhole cover on the side, lift it up, and you can unblock it there. And that's what they did. And I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> did I make that up? I wouldn't have thought it myself. I didn't know what I was doing with my head down the drain, but it worked. Other people, it's a knowledge of inspiration of what the Bible means. Sometimes it's a word of knowledge, like Paul um, Whittlesey often brings, about a healing, a sickness, an illness. Then there's faith. Faith is the ability to believe God. Now, we all have faith, but there are occasions where you have a faith from God and you know it is absolutely right 
to do what he is telling you to do and you have the capability to do it. Healings, miraculous powers, prophecy, which is bringing the immediate word of God into a situation. Distinguishing spirits. See, over here, there's all this black stuff. Over here, there's the purity of God. But sometimes the devil is sneaky and he tries to sneak in, maybe through a person, maybe through a lie. And the ability to distinguish spirits is to say, hang on a minute, this isn't God saying this. This isn't God. That sort of thing. Then there's tongues. Tongues is an angelic language which enables you to communicate to God face to face. Um, not face to face, you can do that anyway. But you communicate to God when you have no words. And so we use it sometimes. Um, actually, in London, this is a great gift. Because you can walk down the street with your phone. And no one knows. No one knows. And if you're travelling on the bus, it's even better because you can really go for it. Because there's three other people doing the same in some sort of language, isn't there? Just true. Interpretation of tongues. It's sometimes people come out here, they'll sing a song in that angelic language, and God just wants us to know what it means in English. And it's interpretation. Roman 12, which John Greenway will be looking at next time, again has a different list of gifts, prophecy, serving, teaching, generosity, encouraging, leadership, and mercy. <coughs> the Bible doesn't give a complete list of of all the gifts. It gives them scattered throughout the New Testament. So there are many, many different gifts. And in this room, we have many, many different gifts. So, <coughs> Paul says, there are gifts, but there is different sorts of service. See, it's where you use the gifts. See, most of us read 1 Corinthians 12, like this. Now, about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. Rule one. You use spiritual gifts between nine and one on a Sunday morning, and if desperate, at a prayer meeting. <laughs> That's how we read it. But spiritual gifts, yeah, they're for the church, and in 1 Corinthians 12, they're written in the context of the church, and the church meeting largely, but elsewhere, and even here, the application is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can use spiritual gifts. And we need them in every environment in which we, we work and live. It's interesting, travelling, I use different gifts in different places. And I find it quite odd. So, um, <coughs> when I was in Ukraine... Last year, I think it was. <laughs> I spent three hours praying for people, and each one of them came up. 90% of them said, I want to know what my ministry is. And for three hours, I prayed for person after person after person. I mean, the teenagers were incredible. There was a row of them at the back. They sat for two and a half hours waiting for me to get to them. <laughs> you know, I couldn't do that here today. No, I couldn't. And it's just like God said, no, you're here, 
this is the gift for this place. It's not something I, could nat- I would naturally do, but he just gave tremendous grace, and it was he that gave it, and so I was able to do it. In other places, <coughs> I walk into a room, and I just have a prophetic word for everyone. It's like, it doesn't happen when I walk into Connect Group on a Wednesday night, and it's not like I've prepared more for this than I have for that in any way. It's just, it's just a grace gift. And God wants us to be more released in our grace gifts wherever we are. So, <coughs> if you work for the government in any way whatsoever, or the local council, if you could just stand now. Right? Government or local council. These guys need wisdom. They need wisdom. They're dealing with <coughs> um, things that will affect our future. So I want you just to turn to them, reach out your hands and pray wisdom, the spiritual gift of greater wisdom upon them. Just do it. If you're visiting us today, just feel free to sit this one out if you want. Lord Jesus, come. We pray for more wisdom. Jesus, do it. Excellent. Please be seated. You work for the NHS. Can you stand up? (laughs) Even if you just retired, Angela. (laughs) You'll be back there. (laughs) The NHS is meant to bring healing, so we can pray for healing for these guys. We can pray for the ability to serve. And what the NHS needs most at the moment is encouragement. (laughs) Pray those gifts on them now. Just keep going. Just pray for them. Come, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Okay, please be seated. If you run or own your own business, stand up. Run or own your own business. Now that is a bit of a surprise to many of you, isn't it? These guys need generosity, they need leadership, and they need real wisdom as to how to run them. Come, let's pray for them. Let the Spirit just raise up the gifts. Lord Jesus, Sierra Bondo, Latira Banda, Nakiro, Cocoro, Tira, Sora Bondo, Latira, Tikiriti, and the Lord Bondo, Latira, Tikiriti, and Jesus, come. Jesus, Sara Bondo, Latira, Cacara. Excellent. (coughs) Okay, if you work in education, stand up if you work in education. (laughs) Okay, these guys need the ability to teach. 
and they can do it supernaturally. And if some of you just turn to the back and pray for the third floor where a lot of our teachers are. <laughs> okay, let's just pray. Pray for the ability to teach. Encourage. Father, we do ask you to release among us more and more of your spiritual gifts. Lord Jesus, in our, in our work environments, Lord Jesus, in our home environment, we pray for parents, Lord Jesus, just a, a number of <coughs> different pulls on their time, Father. We pray for wisdom to live. We pray for patience. We pray for generosity. Lord God, we ask you, come. Come, Lord Jesus. Come release more of your gifts. Holy Spirit, come among us. And let us use them more often and in a wider and wider environment. In Jesus' name, amen. So there's a whole variety of ways that we can use spiritual gifts. They're not restricted to being in church. You know, <coughs> I, I worked for the civil service um, it's over 40 years ago now, but in those days they had files of paper rather than screens. And uh, on occasions, we would lose files. <coughs> it was known. It was known. Um, only occasionally, deliberately. <laughs> but sometimes you'd be sitting at your desk and you'd have to have this file. Because, I mean, the job I worked in determined how much benefit people got. And if I didn't have their file, I couldn't do it. And sometimes I would pray, God, where do I look for this file? And the answer would come. It would come. Now, in this, we are talking like the book of Acts, 40 years. It's not like I'm doing this all the time. It's not like when I go home, I'm going to put the chicken in and say, God, how do I cook this? <laughs> his answer would probably be probably go and get a takeaway <laughs> it'll taste nice no <coughs> but there are times in your work life there are times when you feel called to phone someone up and you think why is that and you phone them up and it's just there I was talking to someone uh, a couple of years ago and they were travelling back. They'd uh, been travelled away to work and uh, they were just driving down the motorway and uh, their phone went and it was their wife. And uh, the wife goes, Hi, I just really felt I should call you. And he said, Oh, that's really nice. And they chatted away a bit. I'm still not sure whether he's ever told her this. When that phone rang... He'd fallen asleep and was going from the inside lane, heading straight for the barrier. Her call woke him up before he hit the barrier. She just felt, I should call my husband. wonder why. Other people are in a desperate situation. They just need a call. Those sort of things. 
You don't sit here between nine and one on a Sunday thinking, who should I call now? Because we're here. But you do that sort of thing at home. There are different ways of working. <coughs> I'm, I'm reticent to even talk about this because the moment you talk about it, people think that's how it's got to be. So if I say, um, how do I know when God speaks to me? I often feel a little bit nervous. I sometimes have um, pictures. Um, once or twice, and God's sometimes weird over this, sometimes he's given me words in front of my head. <laughs> thing is, he doesn't realise that's pointless to me because I can't read them. <laughs> I just I think, God, why? And so once or twice I've had to go to ask, I've got these letters in my head, and I give them to her. She says, oh, that's a word. I said, oh, great. It's just I can't see words. So it used to be funny with our kids, you know, when driving down the road, and uh, personally my wife would say to me, shall we give our kids a S-W-E, isn't it? E-E-T-S. And I'm sitting thinking, I wonder what that is. <laughs> And it gets really embarrassing because the oldest kid knows it before you do. <laughs> In fact, we're playing, we're playing a game on holiday <coughs> and uh, it was uh, a Pictionary and I was drawing this picture. And my youngest daughter, who was watching me draw, and if you're, if you're not playing, we tend to show what the words are so people can see what you're attempting to draw. So I'm drawing away this wonderful picture and from behind me, my youngest daughter goes to my wife, I think Dad's misread the word again. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But in your connect groups, can I just encourage you to talk about how you personally hear from God and try, try, try to understand that we all hear differently. We all hear differently. And because you hear differently, it's not that you're wrong. It's because God, your Father, is speaking to you in a way that you can understand. You can understand. And sometimes it's to help, <coughs> I think, just to keep me humble. God just throws up a word, and I have to turn to my wife and say, I've got these letters. And she'll tell me what it means. But all these things are for the common good. See, you are important to City Hope. <coughs> I was watching a programme a few months ago, and uh, it was, I <coughs> can't remember which band it was, but it was a band's album, it must have been one of the Beatles' albums. And this guy was sitting in front of one of these big desks with lots of knobs on. And uh, he's, he said, look, See what happens if I take out this tone. And the whole record changed. He said, see what happens when I take out George's voice here. The record changed. See what happens when I take out these symbols. The whole record changed. And we're all important. And we're important when we worship. And when we're not when we could be and we aren't gathered together, there's a voice missing 
in our choir singing praise to God. When we aren't exercising our gifts, we're missing some strings to our bow. That's not too much of a mixed metaphor. Paul didn't want, us, didn't want the church to be uninformed about spiritual gifts. They come from God. They come when we're born again and become children of God. He wants us to know there are different places to use them. There's different ways they work. But they are for the common good for all of us. Some will have gifts on a Sunday, week after week. Some of you will have gifts in your connect group week after week. Some of you will have them at work. But wherever you are, we want to be using our spiritual gifts. Paul's going to write later in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. Eagerly, passionately, earnestly, Go for spiritual gifts. And in 2 Timothy 1.6, he writes to a man he considers his sort of son in the faith. I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God that was given to you. It's our differences that makes this whole thing work. We want to rejoice in our differences, recognise we are different, Recognise we have different histories, different backgrounds, different nationalities, different work, different ages, different season in life. But we also have many, many different gifts. And you're important to City Hope because God has given you those gifts. Let's stand. (coughs) Father, I ask you, your Holy Spirit will take these few words you will use them to help us to stir up to fan into flame the gifts that you've given to us you will help us to see how our difference makes so much difference to City Hope and I pray Lord Jesus that we will know increased freedom and unity because we recognise our difference is what makes the picture. Our differences make the cake. Our differences make a fantastic car. Our differences make the church in unity stronger, more powerful, more effective for your glory. Amen. Amen.